Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Glorious in the Mundane podcast. I'm your host, Christine Ockles. I have to say thank you again for tuning in these past few weeks and for all of your encouragement and comments and even photos. It's just meant the world to me and my little team. It makes it all worth it for us when we get to see how God is using it so powerfully right where you are, which is the whole point. And I love when things are centered around truth, how it automatically connects us. And when we're honest and transparent about where we've been or where we are, it just connects us in this really deep way like nothing else can. And it's beautiful. And I just want to thank you for letting us know that it's resonating. Well, it's a beautiful night here in Franklin, Tennessee. As I'm recording this, it's actually not storming, which is a bonus. And I can hear crickets singing, which sounds actually a little more like a roar out here in the country. So if you can hear that, you know, just enjoy that. Let it put you at ease. And I can also hear my son playing the guitar in the room just below me. So if that bleeds through as well, just, you know, make yourself at home. Well, I didn't want to move straight into the podcast without acknowledging that We just lived through a very heart-wrenching week last week as a nation. It's difficult to know exactly what to say because I've never lived through anything quite like the times we're living in now. And I found myself doing a lot of listening, watching, waiting, praying. I watched how the church rallied beautifully together as brothers and sisters around what's right and true and noble. And I watched in disbelief at the same time how broken our world truly is. Part of the reason... I wanted to do this podcast in the first place was because this desire was springing up in me more and more to be inquisitive of others, more understanding, to simply see where people are coming from, to listen, and to learn from them. So that's what I tried to busy myself with this week. And I was also struck, you know, how imperative it is that, yes, we stay informed through the media and we stay tuned into the matter at hand. But when it comes to being fueled up and filled up, I just was reminded, we've got to draw near to God together, arm in arm. We have to go to the Father together, and we need to draw near with each other often. As God's timing is always perfect, I attended a small gathering at our worship pastor's house with the rest of the worship team from our church, and our pastor Darren gathered with us there. And we ended up having a time of worship and prayer, which was just so beautiful. And that prayer time actually kind of flowed out of the worship, and it was so timely. And I thought to myself just how wonderful it was to draw near to God together and to just really be pastored in that moment. So imperative. My husband, Nathan, has been out of town for a few days, and when he's gone, our youngest always asks to sleep on his side in our bed. In fact, she's asleep right now in this very room on his side of the bed, and she's sleeping right through me recording this. Though she kicks like a little rabbit all night, I grin and bear it because I know that she feels the safest being as near to her daddy as she possibly can while he's not here. The nearest she can get is his very pillow and his side of the comforter. And as I was brushing my teeth this morning, the Lord brought that to my mind and spoke to my heart with it, a little glorious in the mundane at its finest, I guess. But I thought, what a sweet illustration. Annie has been sleeping like a baby this week, even though we've had two huge storms, two trees down, and two power outages, all when Daddy was gone. But I really believe she's been sleeping like a baby because she knows that she's resting in our room nearest to her daddy that she can possibly get in the hub of the house. That's what we call our bedroom is the hub. And I thought to myself at times like this, this past week, when we can't necessarily see God at work right away in such tragedy or sense his nearness sometimes, the truth is, is that he is working and he's with us. And we just need to get as near to him as we possibly can. We need to go to the hub, if you will, which for me this past Sunday was my local church. I pretty much sobbed the entire service as we just grieved together, praying for God's mercy to come and heal our land. It was beautiful. I'm so grateful to be a part of a local church that one of our pillars is to embrace diversity in our church but also in our daily lives. Our pastor Darren shared around some passages from Acts 11, 12, and 13 and shared something that I had never really heard before. First of all, he told us that these passages of Scripture and these verses were very fundamental in the birth of our little church plant a couple of years ago, which isn't so small anymore. But he talked about 
the church at Antioch, and it's in these passages in Acts 11, 12, and 13, and when the, when the church was first formed there, apparently Antioch was a huge city, very cosmopolitan and very much a melting pot of people from many tribes and tongues. But before the church was there, the way that they would keep the peace in the city, because apparently it was not peaceful, they would segregate all of these different tribes and tongues in order just to keep everybody happy. They kept everybody away from each other. However, when the church was born in Antioch, people began to cross those lines of segregation. Imagine that. And the gospel was going forth, and people were being saved, and people from different tribes and tongues began to co-labor together for the cause of Christ. And get this, in Acts 11.26, it says that it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. See, they had to come up with a name for them because they were so diverse, they could no longer be named for where they were from. They had to be collectively named Christians after what they were about, which is who they followed, the Christ. Again, imagine that. Well, today, to set up my special guest, I'm actually going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to read to you from my journal. This might be a bit strange for you to hear at first because I'm talking to God and it's reflective, so that's important to know. But I think once you have that in your mind, you'll be able to follow it just fine. I think it's just the best way to set up what you're going to hear today. So here goes. God, you are perfectly creative in capturing my heart in the most practical ways. Just as you spoke in terms of the stuff of life when you were here on earth, you continue by your spirit to speak through sometimes the simplest of notions. Like the time you spoke to me so profoundly through my friend Lauren Chandler. Can I just say thank you for knowing the friends that I would need for the journey? I love how you have intersected my life along the way with just the right people, most of them long distant friendships that have endured for decades. By your design, I'm able to pick up with these dear companions wherever I've left off even not seeing each other for a year at a time, and reconnecting, it's like drinking from a well of life-giving water together. Lauren was a fairly new friend to me at the time when you used her words as sort of a fresh lens for me to look at life through. We had connected in 2002 at a church camp where we were leading with our husbands only a few years before, but her words to me after leading worship one night in Texas would truly shape our friendship forever. I wasn't surprised when Lauren told me that she felt like you had given her a specific word of encouragement for me from that season. She said, Christy, while you were leading worship tonight, I saw concentric circles, like a target sign, you know, like a bullseye, and then several outer rings. She said, I think it has something to do with Philippians 2. I don't know for sure. And she encouraged me to pray and seek out in your word what she had shared with me. Knowing Lauren after all these years, the fact that she saw this in her mind's eye does not even faze me now. You made Lauren to be such a beautiful mix of whimsy and wisdom beyond her years, and I completely trust her heart in hearing from you. Plus, you said we would know something is real and true by its fruit, right? Matthew seven sixteen. Many people can testify over the years to the fruit of these words to me that day. At the time, though, I really was kind of like, huh? I pondered these things in my heart for quite some time, periodically asking you what you wanted me to see in it all. I was cleaning the toilet upstairs in the kids' bathroom a few months later when you brought the concentric circles to my memory. Because of life on the road for so many years, you knew that cleaning toilets did not really come natural to me. I'm giggling to myself remembering that it was the kids' bathroom, the toilet where you knew that my five-year-old son often missed for lack of proper aim. Sometimes I'd even have to take the whole stinking shower curtain down and wash it because of his failure to hit the bullseye. Bullseye. The target sign. It came back to my mind. I began to think back upon the last few years of ministry, and your words through Lauren flooded my mind again. Spirit of God, I love how you bring things back to our remembrance. As I stood there swishing the toilet bowl clean, a strange sensation came over my soul. The only way that I know how to describe it is that I felt a deep sense of joy, a rest, and a fulfillment that is actually quite hard to describe. What on earth was so fulfilling about cleaning a toilet? I ran downstairs reeling from this foreign state of contentment and opened the Bible and came upon Psalm 37. You are so thorough, clever in all your ways, and how you have captured my heart over and over and over through the years. For you knew that this was the passage of Scripture that started my entire journey with you. 
I suppose you slowly awakened me as a child with a little bit of everything, especially because my mom and dad had loved you and had been faithfully following you even before I was born. They were my first two worship leaders, and much about my childhood pointed me to you. But it was the plaque in the hallway, wasn't it? That was the one simple thing you used to start calling to my heart. Mom had a plaque for each family member with our name on it and the meaning of our name and the scripture that followed. I love that you knew that I'd read it every day. Mine said, Christy, follower of Christ, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Psalm 37, 5. I memorized that scripture and learned to handwrite it as best I could. After all, it was on a plaque with my name on it. It must be important. I was only seven years old at the time, yet you were there, leaning into my heart. You didn't wait for me to know how to lean into you. You began to whisper my little heart awake. I remember one sunny night during church, Dad was preaching. I wrote that scripture out as best I could to show my mom. I was so proud. You gave her the wisdom in that moment to respond to me. She turned that little piece of paper over, the one I've kept to this very day, and wrote, Yes, if Christy gives her heart to Jesus, He will show her the way to go. I took her word for it. That's one of the beautiful things about getting to be a mama. I set my little heart in your hands that night, and you breathed your life in it. You knew then all the ways that you would continue to capture my heart along the journey. You knew that 25 years later, I'd be cleaning a toilet, and you'd grip me all over again with the very passage through which you first awakened me. Psalm 37, 4-7 Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. You're going to hear more of this story unfold now as we tune in to my conversation with my dear friend, Lauren Chandler. Enjoy. Well, it is such a treat to get to sit here with you, Miss Lauren Chandler. <laughs> wow. I it's, love being here. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we known each other? How long has it been now? Um, I think we met in 2004, That's like right. in the fallish. Because mm-hmm. Audrey wasn't quite one, and Ellie, she was close to being mm-hmm. one, maybe. But didn't we meet when we were pregnant? Oh, yes, but like briefly. Yes. Like I was the, oh my gosh, it's Christy Knuckles. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all were visiting Kristen. Yes. And at a camp. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, my brother's on wow. staff at a camp. And then. And so Matt you were was there. Speaking. Yeah. You were pregnant with Ellie. I didn't know I was pregnant with Audrey oh my until like, like at the end of the week. Yeah. And I was exhausted the whole week. I couldn't figure out why. <laughs> Matt was giving me a hard time. He's like, you're such a sissy. You won't play the volleyball games. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so tired. I would go back to the room and sleep for hours. And I was like, honey, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, I remember those, the pregnancy sleepies. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Goodness. Unreal. So, yeah, so we did technically yes. meet. So that was like 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But became friends. Yeah, More around 2004. Yeah, yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that time in my life. Um, it was very much in this theme of like this story that's kind of been unfolding that I'm trying to tell about just when mm-hmm. God really started, I think, truly getting a hold of my heart in a totally different way. And when this sort of farm table epiphany occurred to me, which you were actually very much a part of that. Mm-hmm. and But just this time in my life when I was exhausted, I had been, we'd been traveling for a long time, just being on the road and, um, and a couple of times just getting to, you know, be, share the platform with your husband, Matt. Yeah. And just those little times where, you know, you look back and think, wow, um, God was really intersecting us with yeah. um, people that we had no idea then that yeah. we would be just on this journey of getting to share the platform through the years and just, but more importantly, really, I, you know, go through some really deep heart stuff yeah. together, you know, and so I look back on that time of God connecting us and it was um, so special. Um, and, and really I was at this time in my life where it was like, I knew the Lord wanted me to reach out to other women, especially women who loved 
worship and worship leading and music. And um, I remember I had no idea what I was doing. And at one point I was just like, I don't know. I'm just going to have worship some worship leader women just come to my house and mm-hmm. I'm just going to have a little retreat and basically invite strangers to yeah. come spend the night at my it house. Was. <laughs> basically, you didn't know. I could have been a stalker. Who knows? And I think it's interesting too, you know, that when I met you at Camp Wow, and then when I met you, you know, re-met you mm-hmm. about a year later, you know, that first experience, I was in, um, you know, traveling with Matt and the Shanes, because they were kind of like a package duo for a while, mm-hmm. and, or I guess trio. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I thought, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to you know, travel and lead worship and do camps and do like weekend stuff. And um, so I saw like you and Nathan, oh, their husband and wife, and they're getting it to do it together. That's what I want to do. And, you know, really not knowing it, but limiting my my vision to, oh, it has to look this way, you know. And so um, it all looked so sexy from the outside, Mm -hmm. you know. But getting a little bit up close, that's what was great about meeting you is you were like, you know, this is great and the Lord's been good to give us, but there's more. Mm. And I think it was providence. It was God's providence and timing to have our lives intersect when they did. Because here I was thinking, that's what I want to do. In fact, I remember like having dreams about you and Nathan before I met you. And I, I remember one was like in a Walmart shopping uh, lot, uh, or Walmart shopping lot, Walmart parking lot, but there was like a shopping cart there. I don't know. And I think you and Nathan were like pushing each other in the shopping cart. <laughs> and oh I was like, oh my gosh, it's Christy and Nathan. So cool to meet them. <laughs> and uh, and anyway, so I was having you know these dreams about you guys randomly before I even met you or wow. really knew you. And then to meet you guys mm-hmm. and get to know you in particular, you know, doing what God had given you to do mm-hmm. for the season He'd given it to you, yeah. um, and realizing, you know, God made Christy Christy mm-hmm. and and gave her what He's given her, um, and it was just at the beginning of me getting to see. But Lauren, I've made you Lauren, and yeah. you're not Christy, and I've yeah. given you things. Um, that are for you. And so I think it was God's perfect timing Mm -hmm. to have our paths um, intersect at that point Mm -hmm. in my story and in yours. Yeah. And I think I really was, when I met you, I was on the brink or or I had just sort of experienced that there's more, Mm -hmm. you know, in my own life because we had been going really strong, as I said, like for, for years and had even been traveling together before we even got married, yeah. like with our friend Charlie Hall, and we were kind of a worship group and kind of just traveled a little tri-state area type mm-hmm. thing. But I mean, you know, had been going pretty strong, like even, you know, since we had gotten married and um, and then, you know, of course, signed a record deal and it looked a certain way and we had all of these different components. And at that point, um, I mean, not huge, but I mean, just expectation from managers and booking agents and all those things. And you kind of get on that, you know, train that's Mm -hmm. headed in that direction. And it's hard to get off of that sometimes, especially when you're just like um, kind of in a touring thing. And, And so I had even just that, you know... 2000 more when we kind of 2004 when we more kind of really yeah. started to like see each other more and and know each other a little bit more it's just neat because of where you were at that time and where I was at that time and just mm-hmm. um I think I wouldn't have been able to speak into you the way that I did had I met you even a few years yeah. before that so it's just neat like you said the provenance and and God um showing me that he had more for me too and and a lot of that was speaking into the lives of young women yeah. and 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 him really shifting my focus um off of myself mm-hmm. you know and as an artist um when you've you know like i said when you're on that train it's hard to shift your focus and or you know in any line of work when you're kind of you know have the trajectory of 
you know, what you're planning to do with yeah. your life. And um, it's a tough thing to stop that train and, and go, oh, wait, who's around me? Yeah. And who do I need to be kind of speaking into? And yeah. um, so I'll, I'll just go there that you came up to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, one night after I had led at mm-hmm. a church in Houston and you came up to me and I remember very little probably about the conversation, but I do just remember um, your heart in it and you just wanting to encourage me. And And you're a very visual person. I've learned that through the yes. years. Like you definitely see um, pictures or things mm-hmm. or thoughts or like maybe it's a dream of people in shopping carts <laughs> in parking lots. But um, you um, came up to me and just said as you were singing, I kept just in my mind's eye seeing this concentric circles mm-hmm. and they would turn into a rose and, mm-hmm. and you said, and you gave me some scriptures and one of those, or maybe it was just that one, you said, I, I don't know, I think it's Philippians 2 yeah. is coming to my mind of just um, that whole passage of um, looking into the interests of others yeah. and um, taking on the form of a servant and mm-hmm. just, you're like, I don't know, I just am telling you that this is what kept... I kept yeah. seeing that as you, as I had my eyes closed, and um, you were like, "Just, I don't know. Just take it to the Lord. Just pray about it. I don't know." Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I was all sweaty palmed, and I was like, "I'm crazy. She's gonna think I'm totally insane." And yeah, I mean, I really saw the concentric circles. It was it was weird. It was almost like you know when you stare at light for a long time, and then you look at something else. Um, that's what it was like. It was like a burned image, mm. but I couldn't find anything with concentric circles and lights around me. So I was like, this is strange. <laughs> and so I was convinced that it was from the Lord because I couldn't explain it. And mm. um, I'm not, you know, I'm not creative enough to come up with that mm. or I can't read your mind or know what's going on. So just like, okay, Holy Spirit, this is you and mm-hmm. even though I'm nervous about this sweaty palm like put my stomach to share this with Christy I'm gonna do it you know yeah. and then I was blessed in return because you you spoke some things into me too mm-hmm. where I think someone had just talked about kind of that bloom where you're planted yeah. and then kind of when you take a plant a potted plant out of its container mm-hmm. you kind of uh, you get the roots loose and then you uh-huh. you plant it in a larger container, but it takes time. And um, and that was good for me to hear at that yeah. point where just the, um, you know, you have to break that root ball up uh-huh. and that's there's a breaking, there's a tearing, there's, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of throwing things out of order yeah. um, that, that happens when you're being transplanted. Yeah. And so, and you prayed over me and uh, mm. I mean, like you said, I can't remember specifics. There's some yeah. things I remember, uh-huh. but I just remember being loved and ministered to you by you and by the Lord. And, mm. and that's, um, I think that's what has marked our relationship too, just yeah. feeling um, loved by you, but also like through you. Mm. From the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel the same about you. And um, and as the Lord would have it, you know, I think when you really are faithful to take something like that to Him, mm-hmm. you know, which I did uh, several times in mm-hmm. prayer, just like, Lord, whatever that is, you know, show me, show me what that is, you know, if that was really from you. And I remember I was cleaning a toilet in my house upstairs mm-hmm. and... It was the time that I had, we had come off the road and we had made that decision to, um, for me to come off the road, for Nathan to kind of build a production business at home. Um, Noah was getting a little bit older. We were kind of approaching that time of him, you know, going to start preschool and kindergarten, mm-hmm. that kind of time in our lives. And, and, but I was scared to let all of that go. I was scared to mm-hmm. come off the road and like I'd built this platform and, um, you know, like I said, it was a train that had been headed one direction and then we literally got off yeah. um, and didn't know if we were getting back on. And it was a scary time of really trusting God in a new way for what He'd put in us, mm-hmm. you know. And I was cleaning a toilet and I remember this odd feeling of, um, just contentment came over me and peace. Mm. And 
just like I'm this is right. Like yeah. this is this season of me choosing this. And for whatever reason, I had that strange sensation as I was cleaning mm-hmm. a toilet. Like this is I'm I feel satisfied. Like mm-hmm. I feel like this is what I long for. And um I remember going downstairs and this is the farm table epiphany of just going sitting there with my Bible and I thought, okay, what is this? Like this is I feel this contentment and I've I turned to Psalm 37 and that was the scripture of how I was saved and when I was a kid. Um and I felt you know the picture the the page fell open again and and that's you know Psalms are Psalms yeah. kind of in the middle and it would often fall open to Psalm around that passage and mm-hmm. I went there again and and as I read it, you know, delight yourself in the Lord, which is verse four, I think, um, mm-hmm. and He will give you the desires of your heart. Um, commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, mm-hmm. and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. And um, I, all of a sudden, the concentric circles come mm-hmm. to my mind again. And it had been a week or two since I had thought about that, and. All of a sudden, it was just like as I was reading the scripture, which I love, is when that is when your word mm-hmm. picture came alive to me. And um, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And for the first time, it, that kind of became twofold for me: of um, He'll give you the desires of your heart. Yes, if if we delight ourselves in Him, some longings will come mm-hmm. into fruition as we do that in a way that we don't expect. And mm-hmm. I would love to hear from you in a minute about like maybe a time when you've done that and you've, mm-hmm. you've specifically trusted him with something, yeah. you know, and, and just trusting even like that longings there, mm-hmm. but I'm going to trust you with that. Yeah. And then just how you maybe have seen him come through in a way that you're like, wow, that was fulfilled in a way that I never even imagined that he would do. And yeah. which is what started to unfold for me that day. And as I read that, and and then there's the kind of the twofold thing of like he'll he'll also he'll show you sometimes even what your desires are. He'll change yeah. your desires for different seasons. And and then, you know, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him. Trust Him with your life. Trust mm-hmm. Him with your longings. Trust Him with this thing that you want to do with the rest of your life. Trust Him with those things. And He will make your righteousness mm-hmm. shine. And He'll hold up your cause. Like He'll, and, and the justice mm-hmm. of your cause, like the, you know, it'll shine like the noonday sun. And I thought, wow. I sat there as He just was like, I know you're scared. I know you've let go of a lot. Mm-hmm. I know you don't know when you're going to write another song or be on another stage. Like there's nothing planned. There's no managers anymore. There's at that time had just left our record label. And, um, and it was just the sweetest time of me going, okay, I put, I literally put all of this in your hands in a new way. And I trust you. And, and then that concentric circle thing, it was like the bullseye was, he was like, the bullseye is me. Mm. It's, it's your family. It's this home. It's, um, it's who you are. It's who I've made you to be. But like, just, just hit that bullseye every day and rest in me and abide, really. Yeah. And then those outer rings, all the outer rings of the concentric circle. He's like, that's that's mine. Yeah. I'll take care of all these things. I'll promote what I put in you. Yeah. It's mine to promote anyway. I right. put it in you. I will do God-sized things in those outer rings that you've never imagined and. And then, of course, I might talk about later in the podcast through the years how God like literally started to define those outer rings yeah. and what those even look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was sort of the beginning for me, yeah. and so I just think it's the sweetest thing how like um, even though you and I both were like we were tripping along basically yes. in a lot of ways with Limping. like <laughs> who we even were yeah. and like, but just how these like epiphany moments like how God would He uses the body of Christ He yeah. uses. Um, friendships forming and um and that's just I think just finding those people that like are willing to be honest with you and I feel yeah. like you've always been that's what I love about you mm-hmm. is that you've just you've just been so honest all these years about where you really are I'm gonna cry <laughs> but um 
I've just adored that. I adore you, and you know that. But like, I adore that about you, just mm-hmm. that you've just always been so transparent and just willing to just be like, even as a pastor's wife of yeah. a huge church, and mm-hmm. you know, your husband's, um, you know, well known. And it's like, I just love that you have just been like, this is where I'm at, and mm-hmm. I'm you know, I've not arrived and this is, mm-hmm. you know, what God's burning in me today or dealing with me today. And I've loved that about you. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to hear from you now as I've sort of just set up yeah. how your incredible role and just how God used you in this glorious and the mundane thing of yeah. just Him calling me home and off the stage, but Him showing me that just as many glorious things, yeah. um, if not more, happen off the stage. Yeah. And, at the farm table and or in on a walk with a friend and yeah. you've just exemplified that so beautifully with your life and so well thank I'm turning you. it over to you now so you yeah. take the rest of this podcast and <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that uh you know i think about you know when you're talking about the the inner ring of that mm-hmm. circle and 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 really you know that's ours to focus on and and then the outer rings are the Lord's yeah. to to surrender to, you mm-hmm. know, and let Him dictate what those outer rings will be, and mm-hmm. and you know, let them take shape and let them take more form. Mm-hmm. I feel like it took me a long time to really get the bullseye. Yeah, me too. Um, just to be like, rest in me, mm-hmm. believe in in who I am. Like the Lord saying that, mm-hmm. rest in who I am, rest in in what I will do. And I think what was kind of the you know, we met 2004. Uh, Audrey was almost, um, or she might have been, it was 2003. Mm-hmm. So she turned one not long after we met. And um, that was kind of the beginning um, of just uh, getting that bullseye, mm-hmm. trying to really shoot for that, where I think before I was focusing on all the outer rings yeah. and not paying much attention to the bullseye. And so, um, I think we had like a little retreat at your house, which was so good for me. But also, it was it was the roots being untangled. You know, yeah. it was it was things being torn and ripped, mm-hmm. and and you know there was a an element of comparison for me when I went. There are these other girls that you're pouring into, other mm-hmm. women with their gifts, and some had record labels, some were gonna. Fly off to Hillsong, and you know yeah, all yeah. these other girls. I'm like, and it's just me, you know, Lauren. That's why um, mom to Audrey. And um, what's funny is I think at that retreat, not long after, I think I ended up finding out I was pregnant with Reed. Yeah, you know. So here I am. Okay, defining, you know, my role. That's what I wanted to do was define my role. Like, Lord, show me what is my role. Mm. Who am I? Instead of like focusing on that bullseye of who he is and yeah. then out of that realizing who I am. Mm. And so I wanted these roles to find like, okay, so, you know, at this retreat, we've got um, this singer who has an a, um, a record deal. She's writing. She's going towards that. We've got this young woman is, you know, worship leader and she's going to fly off to Hillsong and do something great. And, mm-hmm. you know, all these different people. Who am I? I feel like I'm just mom, you know, yeah. I'm just a pastor's wife and mm-hmm. um, I'm leading, you know, singing at church, but who am I? What's my role? And I think it was too narrow of a vision mm-hmm. um, to just be like, um, Lord, would you just give me a label, give me the roadmap of how do I become whatever I feel like I want to be, which honestly, I didn't even know the desires of my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. we think we know what we want, mm-hmm. but He truly knows what I want. Yeah. And ultimately, I want Him, and I want a life that is fulfilling and satisfying in what He's given me to do. Yeah. But I, I think in my you know, human wisdom, which is really folly, um, that I know what what will be best for me, that'll be best for my family, that'll mm-hmm. be best for Matt and our church. And so, you know, coming off that weekend, found out I was pregnant with Reed, which is like, okay, so I'm mom. This is my role. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like that kind of starting almost a domino effect of, of surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came... It, it looked different. Yeah. 
Mm. You'd think surrender, it's like, oh, I'm going to start giving up these things and it's going to look great. And I think I was um, wanting that toilet bowl moment, <laughs> you know, of <laughs> I'm really satisfied and right, this is what I'm right. supposed to do, but I didn't have that moment then um, because the Lord just had some uprooting to do yeah. that I couldn't do. He had mm-hmm. to do it. And so probably a year from that that next year mm-hmm. or two maybe was just kind of this path of things getting worse before it got better. Yeah. And this, um, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, what, what are you doing here? What is my purpose? What is my role? Is it just to be a mom? Which... That phrase "just to be a mom" is yeah. awful because it's not—it's <laughs> not just being a mom. There's yeah. so much to it. Totally. Um, but I think for where I was, it was—I I didn't see it that way. Yeah. And so, um, probably a couple years after that, I we sang together. Mm-hmm. You invited me to sing on this little <laughs> EP you did called "A Few Days in February." Yeah. And um, you know, I remember. You picked me up from the airport in Nashville, and we're just kind of visiting. And you're like, "Well, I'm doing this little project this week, and I was thinking maybe you could sing on it." And you know, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Because that's been my litmus test: is I know I'm good enough. You know, mm-hmm. I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing if I get to sing with Christine on something, right, on a, yeah. much less you know your own project. And so, you know, I remember going into the studio and um, the, in y'all's basement, and uh, you know, it was surreal for me. Um, but and you're so gracious, and you and Nathan worked with me, and and it was a great time just being in your home. It's always sweet, and and the Lord ministers to me in your home. And then I remember getting like the recording back and listening to it, and of course, loving your part. But hating mine, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not terrible. I'm no good. I should not be doing this. Why? You know, I should just give it up. You know, and um, and you sounded beautiful. <laughs> but so that's what, like, I was like, something's wrong because yeah. I had yeah. friends listen. They're like, are you crazy? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it's like I don't know. And so, uh, providentially. Our church was just starting Celebrate Recovery, and I think they just taken a group through steps, and Matt got you know got Celebrate Recovery to a point that we could kind of put it before the church and say, hey, this is something we're offering. We believe in it. Um, the Lord's doing a lot through this, and so Matt I kind of announced from the stage that weekend, I'm going to be at Celebrate Recovery. You know, it's for really for anybody, mm-hmm. any person, and so. Um, He's like, I'm going to be there Thursday night. And so earlier that week, I was doing a Bible study uh, with a group of women that really became dear to me. Um, We were going through uh, Beth Moore's Believing God. And she, we were watching one of the sessions on my friend's, you know, living room TV. Mm. And Beth goes, you know, I've never really done like basically an altar call, you know, Mm. on a video because she feels like that that's better done, like, you know, in a space where she can actually be there. Um, but she's like, some of you, uh, y'all, you're in, you're like the Israelites coming out of the wilderness, looking into the promised land on that dry riverbed, you know, in the middle with mm. your with your stone. And you're kind of looking back at, at what you knew in the wilderness. You're like, I know it means slavery. I know it means wandering, but at least I know what it is. Mm. Or, and then some of, you know, you're looking over at the promised land. You're like, I know that's rest. I know that's where the Lord is taking me, but I'm afraid because it's the unknown. Mm. And some of you need to just pick up your rock and you need to move on. Mm. And I just, it was like a waterfall. I don't cry very often. Mm. Um, I feel like with each kid, I'm able to cry more. I don't know <laughs> what the hormones or what that does, just having babies. Um, but uh, I'm usually pretty stoic. But mm. I just cried a fountain oh, of tears. It was wow. like all this um, this relief and mm. surrender just came like pouring out. And my sweet mentor, Mari, was there. And she just prayed over me this beautiful prayer of just kind of weeds in our heart and the Lord uprooting those weeds and really getting to it. 
Um, and so I remember thinking, you know what? I'm going to go to celebrate recovery this week because the Lord's doing something in my heart. Oh. I, I'm tired of these, I know I'm good enough if, kind of this managing shame. Um, uh, I, I'm tired of, of wandering in the wilderness. I want to mm. pick up my rock. I want to walk into this like full life that the Lord has for me to yeah. be content, to have my toilet bowl, you know, moment where I'm like, Lord, I'm happy because I'm content in you. Yeah. Not anything in anything I've accomplished or, you know, done, but mm. that I'm 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 content in you. And so um I went to recovery. The Lord busted me up. You know, here mm. I am, a good girl. <laughs> I didn't I wasn't addicted to anything, you know, no substance, but I was addicted partly to my own glory. You know, mm. I wanted I wanted people to say, oh, she's great. Mm. You know, yeah. she deserves a record deal. She deserves um, this position um, on a stage um, when really um, I, I was going about it more for my glory than I w- was about the Lord's. Mm. Um, and then also, you know, there's, there's the guilt of, being a glory thief, but then there's also the shame that the enemy is going to bring to yeah. say, shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. Um, you're not good enough. You're not going to do this. He's he's really manipulative because what he'll do is he'll be like, yeah, you deserve this position. Mm-hmm. You, you deserve this um, glory. Mm-hmm. And then he'll come around the other side and shame you for yeah. feeling that way. And yeah. so to shame me of not being enough of, you know, you're really not good enough to to have those positions. That's why mm-hmm. you're not asked. That's why you don't have these things that you think you want. And so Celebrate Recovery was just like the beginning of freedom for me to mm-hmm. pick up that rock and to start moving on and like literally going through this 12-step process to take mm-hmm. the steps out of the wilderness and in, into the promised land. And, and it you know, when you think promised land, I'm not saying like, oh, blessings are yours. You know, you will live a hashtag blessed life. <laughs> yeah, and what we might think is blessed, um, it is a truly blessed life to yeah. just be content in Him yeah. and to walk in in sh- without shame. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, you know, that was the beginning of being okay mm-hmm. with where the Lord had me, being a mom, yeah. being um, at the village. And it was interesting um, going through the steps, and I started leading worship at recovery, mm. and even marveling that the Lord would let me do that. I'm yeah. like, Lord, why? I'm such a glory thief. Why would you let me do this? And and what's interesting is at that time, I felt like the Lord was starting to let me discover my own voice, yeah, and my own way of singing, my own way of leading, my um, own, you know my own songs. And so um, that was what was beautiful is like that shame kept me being a copycat. And mm. the Lord was like, no, I'm going to lead you in the promised land to just to be you and who have made you be, to be. So that was kind of the beginning of freedom. And then um, not long after that, um, so gosh, that was like 2006 to you know, 2008, uh, went through just you know, went through a couple of miscarriages during mm-hmm. that time too, which, mm-hmm. you know, even the miscarriages, I think before I would have, um, before just kind of that moment of surrender, mm. I don't know what I would have done with those miscarriages. I don't know if I, it would have been more that I chalked up against God, said, you know, see, not only are you keeping, you know, what I feel like I should be doing from me, you are keeping children from me now. Mm. But because the Lord had done so much in my heart, I was able to see that even the miscarriages as an opportunity to bless the Lord, to say, Lord, you are good, Mm. even in the loss, even um, that you let me get pregnant. Because before I just thought, oh, well, I just get pregnant. It's what I do. I make babies. This is what I do. (laughs) And now I was able to see it as a gift from the Lord that He would Mm. let me become pregnant. So got pregnant with Nora, and that was just um, every day was an opportunity to just give thanks to Him. And Mm. um, I feel like with Nora, kind of songs started being birthed in me at the same time. And so started writing a few songs that I just kind of kept away. I was like, Lord, whether anyone ever hears this or not. And there were some songs that I did, 
get to write mm-hmm. um, that the Lord that we used at church that yeah. we I got to lead at church and um, be a part of uh, at the village and and so he was letting me do some things. It was almost like he was kind of lengthening some rope for yeah. me because I think before I would have I would have used it for my glory or it wouldn't have been enough. Just kind of like listening to what that recording with you, yeah. where I was like, oh, this is terrible. Mm. I would have been dissatisfied. Mm. Instead, getting to to make these offerings freely and be like, Lord, they're yours, um, whether I feel good about them or not, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and then that year, so that was 2009, later that year is when Matt had um, a seizure and mm. discovered a brain tumor. And so that was a whole new journey for me. Where, um, you know, the songs, you know, that I had started bubbling up in me kind of got put to the side in a sense because I was like, I'm focusing on, Mm. am I even going to have a husband after this? Well, my children have a father. And so Mm. it's interesting how that perspective, you know, it changes things where you're like, this, this stage and songs seem so small compared Mm. to like the gravity of of life and yeah. of of my husband mm. and our family and so uh, you know but then i also got to see the purpose of those songs mm. in our suffering in the unknown and mm. so the lord kind of finished writing those songs in that season so um he was diagnosed in november 2009 went through chemo radiation you know and and that's where the songs took on weight and meaning yeah. where I'm like, yeah. okay, these aren't just songs that sound good and mm. they're biblically correct. It's like, this is the stuff of life. These are the the words that I am singing to myself yeah. to remember, that I'm singing to others to remember that, you know, He's good mm. and we can trust Him. And, and so um, that later in like 2011, mm. Uh, kind of when life got a little bit more stable and mm-hmm. Matt was off of chemo and um, he was getting MRIs and they're continuing to be clear and yeah. and we got to kind of go back to the old normal, mm-hmm. you know, very yeah. a fragile old normal <laughs> knowing, but it's always been a fragile yeah. normal. We yeah. never knew that till we yeah. got a new normal. Yeah, And so realizing, okay, the Lord actually, I think, is going to preserve His life for for now, mm-hmm. and we're going to ask Him to he- keep preserving it and and yeah. healing Him. Um, but it just kind of offered some groundwork for um, just some stability, like the Lord being the stability and realizing, yes, it's fragile, mm-hmm. um, it, but being grateful for just the normal and being yeah. grateful for just waking up and doing our thing on a Tuesday morning. Um, And so it kind of gave me space to finish those songs, Mm -hmm. you know. And I I think, I don't know how you work for songwriting, but a lot of times just a lot of life starts happening and I'm thinking, and it's almost like there's like a baking time (laughs) where all these ingredients have been thrown in Mm -hmm. to my heart and it's just got to take some time to just bake. Mm -hmm. And then like, for me, I, I got with uh, Beth Bernard mm-hmm. um, and Shane Bernard to to finish some of these songs, mm-hmm. and they kind of helped draw it out of me. Love and um, so that's when I least expected. You know, I here it was. I had these half baked songs, I had these <laughs> ingredients, and I was like, Lord, I want to do something with this. Mm. I want to just have an offering. Even if just my mom and dad buy this, like yeah. I want something to, like as an Ebenezer to remember this this season and what mm. you've done and and what you've done in my heart and I want to hear my voice sing them, you yeah. know. And so um, I remember not knowing how that would look and um, just kind of putting a phone call into Shane Everett, mm. who's a friend, and saying, "Hey, I don't know how this could look." But I I love you guys. I trust you guys. I know you have a studio. But I would love for one day, mm. I don't know when, to just kind of put some songs down that mm. that the Lord's put on my heart. And so, you know, he I think he texted me about six months later. And he's like, you know what? Let's do this. And so 
it was like the Lord just lined it up. Mm. Um, he lined up the studio. He lined up the people. Mm. He lined up the songs. And um, and I just kind of stepped into that. And it took work. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to sit around <laughs> and wait for someone to call me. Right. I had to be faithful in like the small steps of finishing the songs, of of at least asking Shane, hey, could we ever do this? And mm. And then just the steps of... Going through the process of laying it down, like, Lord, uh, you know, no matter what it sounds like, I just want to honor you. And so, mm. um, in 2012, I released uh, the Narrow Place, and um, you know, that was like I feel like 10 years coming. You know, yeah. it took a long time mm. to get those songs um, to place and to get my heart to place where I was ready to to do something like mm. that. And even after it was released, there was still like old, you know, demons that kind of reared sure. their ugly heads of, mm-hmm. is it good enough? Am I good enough? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? I mean, yeah. you get a thousand, you know, um, compliments or encouragements or, oh my gosh, the Lord used this. Mm-hmm. And that one, you know, critical mm-hmm. comment where it's like, well, there's something, her voice sounds weird and blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, can just totally dismantle yeah. uh, the stability that. That you feel, and mm. and which was good because it showed me that I was kind of building my um, my I was putting my hopes in what other people thought of my offering rather than yeah. being faithful to make the offering yeah. and trusting it to the Lord and mm. and kind of like going back to those concentric circles of Lord, this is yours, yeah. these are your gifts, this is your voice, um, mm. however you want to use it. Is up to you. So yeah. those outer rings, I'm giving to you, um, and so that's kind of one of those, you know, where I waited on the Lord to mm. to fulfill the desires of my heart. That I had the desire to one day mm. just have an offering. That's yeah. it. And you know, I don't know if I'll have more. I don't. I really don't know. And mm. um, and what's crazy is I feel okay with that. Yeah. I feel okay if I never do another project again. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get the opportunity to write still. And, you know, I wrote that one song to go with the book yeah. um, and just kind of waiting on the Lord, being faithful with each day mm-hmm. um, and and entrusting my desires to Him. And so even today, even this past weekend, um, you know, I wrote the book Steadfast Love. Um, I am supposed to be writing a Bible study to go along with it that'll come out um, next summer. Mm. And um, and there's I'm back at that crossroads again of of trying to define myself. Like, mm. okay, is it Lauren the author? Is it Lauren the Bible <laughs> study teacher? You know, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm. And then mix in this um, a desire for like this ministry with young women and horses. I mean, this is something that's been in my heart since mm. I was a kid. Um, that I just kind of has been kind of on the back burner, but mm. with Audrey, my yeah. oldest, um, yeah. being into horses and, and being a barrel racer and um, this woman that her horse trainer, Lisa, that the Lord kind of wove our has woven our lives together. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, now there's another desire. And so yeah. I've come to this crossroads again where I'm like, okay, it's got to be this, this, or this. And mm. the Lord just gently rebukes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Guess what? It doesn't have to be this, this, or this. That's right. it, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be Lauren the author or Lauren the Bible study teacher or Lauren the worship leader or Lauren mm. doing horse stuff. Whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even have a, like a title for that part. Horse whisperer. Yes, the horse whisperer. <laughs> it's um, Lauren. I'm, I, I've called you to me. Yeah, that's right. Get back to the bullseye. Yeah, and let me define those rings mm. in my time. You be faithful. Yeah. And so I think right now for me, it's um, I can get paralyzed in all that there is to do, yeah. And um, and so the Lord just rebuking me a little bit in my laziness to mm-hmm. just put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Don't be overwhelmed with the finished product because there are going to be a lot of steps between now and then. Yeah. But be faithful with each day. Take in the people I bring across your path. The scriptures that I put in front of you, the mm. books that that I put in your lap, and entrust me with just one step at a time. Yeah, that's so. so beautiful, isn't it? Like 
I love the beauty for Ashes mm. story, you know, just that he offers. And I think even as you were saying, like the enemy comes in with shame, but what, what the Lord comes in with is, you know, fulfilling your desires through the back door. Yeah. Um, but then once you kind of, you get to that place, I love that it's like deep begins to call into deep because mm. it's not only did he start to show you your desires and he, you know, you, you eventually got to the, the, the cleaning the toilet moment, yeah. you know, and, and I think I'm at the cleaning the toilet moment probably every other week, maybe yeah. like yes. <laughs> still uh-huh. um, that process the yeah. of the fight. Yeah. And, and, but I think that, if it all has to boil down to one thing that I've been realizing, basically just to be able to rest and abide mm-hmm. and being in that place of that bullseye and trusting Him and it, us being called to Him and not necessarily yeah. needing to define who yeah. we are and what we're doing. and um, But really, it, it truly is just that place of trust. It's yeah. that place of like... I surrender to you and I trust you yeah. with my life. And I just love Because I remember when I first met you, I, I was like, I was learning all those things and I was just like a little bit yes. ahead because I'm just, I'm a little or bit a older. Lot. You were a lot ahead on some of that. <laughs> and a lot older. Not years. No, no, no. <laughs> Not a lot in years, but a lot in experience and in the process. Yeah. But it was exciting for me because yeah. like I could see that you were on the brink of it, but... And it was like, I know that when the Lord gets a hold of her heart and when He starts to show her the things that He's been showing me and just that place of like surrender. And like you said, it takes the tearing and it takes that um, just, you know, just kind of busting up those roots and um, to be replanted where He's trying to replant you. And I could see all of that. And so it just, and that's happened so many times and and just getting to like speak into young women over the years and like really trying to sit with them and hear them and then assessing kind of like, oh, you know, just based on like my own mistakes and my own fight that like I know where you're at. And trust me, it's coming if you will truly just trust God with, with your life, like trust Him with the past trust Him with the future. And that's the only way that you can be in the present, really. Like in that moment of like, you know, that cleaning the toilet moment that we Mm -hmm. keep going back to of just like, okay, I'm content today with where you have me today. And I see that like, um, yes, those outer rings, I tend to either start there Mm -hmm. or get stuck there. Um, But he's like, that's mine. I've got that. Mm -hmm. And so I love like just getting to see um, even through um, Matt's cancer and and through watching you um, just steward so well um, the story that God's been weaving. Like you've stewarded it so well, even mm-hmm. and through honesty and through um, really just you being. I love that the whole book that steadfast love was. Yes, I love the stories that you told, and there were some of that, you know, mm-hmm. story. Rather than the whole thing just being um, all about what happened, I love that um, you led us through Scripture and you led mm-hmm. us. You talked about the the desert place and and how He leads us out, and mm-hmm. I just love where you went with all of that because mm-hmm. I just think it was such a beautiful stewarding of like mm-hmm. um, what happened, you yeah. know, and and just the way that you. You led people like through like here's where God can take us sometimes, but it's to lead us out, and yeah. it's to um, you know sometimes those moments of um, it's time to pick up the rock and move towards the promised land, even though it's scary and even though you don't know um, what's yeah. what He's going to do, and especially in those moments of um, you being in the ER with your husband yeah. and not knowing what in the world He's doing, but just that the beauty of still trusting and still, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just love how you took us through his word through the yeah. whole book. And, um, and that's where you're like, this is where I'm going to plant my feet, yeah. you know, rather than just telling the story, which is interesting to hear about and all those details. But like, I just love that you went there and love how you, um, are constantly, mm-hmm. even still to this day, every time I see you, you pour into me mm-hmm. and, um, you still, and I've just sort of, you know, loved having that friendship with you over the years mm-hmm. where you've, um, 
I don't know. I get, I think I'm just there's a trust there as well of, of just like you're one of those people that I'm I'm like say what say what you <laughs> need to say, you know, and um over me even like yeah. and just speaking in because I've just watched you become um such like a a, a noble woman of mm-hmm. God and I just love it so much oh, and I'm you. so grateful for your voice in the body of Christ and mm. um, and the songs that God has um, really. And I love just even all of that, just how he was like, okay, you want to sing? You want to <laughs> yeah. write? You yeah. know, but he yeah. took you to the depths with all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what he offers. It's not just, okay, yeah. Um, sometimes it's a bummer because you're just like, no, nope, he won't let me get away with. Just- <laughs> you will not. I'm like, okay, Lord. It's not going to be that I feel easy. Like other people get away with it. You don't <laughs> not let me. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. I love when he. Yes. Um, it's because he loves. That's right. It's his mercy. That's right. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being with me today and just sharing a little bit of a lot of the story, <laughs> but just. Yeah. Um, and just us getting to see that beautiful um, arc of like. Trusting him with the deepest mm. longings and trusting him even when, like you said, you don't even know what your desires even are, yeah. but he does. And like just that journey. And I can't wait to see um, what's next for you in the next, in the coming years and just mm. what God's going to do um, as you now even more, I think, start to pour in mm-hmm. to, you know, whatever God does with this, the. Yeah. The horse whispering and all of that. I'm so excited. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat with all of that. It's beautiful. You're an amazing mom, amazing woman. Thank you. Well, you've been a great mentor from afar and up close. And so I feel it's like a privilege to to get to call you friend. Thank you. Thanks for being here today. Thanks. Love you. Love you too. I so hope you enjoyed hearing from Lauren. She is so very dear to me. And this little treasure of truth, I've carried like a revolution in my heart over the years. I call it my life shape, just a simple, ordinary thing that God used to literally flip my world upside down. And I share about it a lot. I even teach from it. And the Lord has continued to just let it come in layers and layers over the years. And maybe I'll share some of that as the weeks go by. But I remember being at lunch with my friend Whitney just after Lauren had spoken this to me. And I was still in Texas and we were chatting and catching up on life since we lived states away from each other. But she asked me, you know, what's been going on in your life? What's God teaching you? All of a sudden, I became a little timid about sharing the concentric circles thing, which was definitely what was on my heart. I was so sure that Whitney was going to look at me like I was crazy, that I had taken what someone I barely knew said to me and said, you know, I think this is the Lord. But I kept beating around the bush and talking about other things, and my hands were folded on top of this wooden table where we were sitting. Nervously chatting away, I I looked down at my sweaty palms, and there, right underneath my hands, I could see that something was carved into the table. And I pulled both hands away, and there, perfectly, etched with a sharp tool of some kind, someone had made a perfect little target sign, a bullseye with these outer rings. And I just stared at it, and Whitney looked at me, and there was this long pause, and she said, what's the matter? And I looked up at her with big tears in my eyes, and I said, you're not gonna believe this. And as I told her, she was amazed. God's presence with us that day. It was so encouraging, and it was this assurance over me so clearly that I was indeed hearing from the Lord on it, and that it was something to investigate through His Word and through prayer, and a very important truth for me to grasp. Because of this, I'm a firm believer that God can use anything to speak to us and to get our attention. Thank you again for listening. You can find all the info you need about Lauren on my website, christineockles.com. There will be a link there to all things beautiful Lauren. You definitely want to get a hold of her book, Steadfast Love. It is an amazing journey that she's going to take you on in that book. And look up her beautiful music on iTunes and follow her on her journey on Instagram, at Lauren Chandler. I know that I want to see what happens with the horses for sure. But I hope you have felt connected to the people of God today because of our time together and nearer to your Father because of 
what we've shared today. Have a glorious rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon.